ho, ho, we have delivered presents to you all year long, and some of us have delivered coal. But that doesn't matter because we've got one more week, week 17, coming up here on the Sunday card here on Sports Country Radio, on Spotify, on Google Pod, and now on the Apple Podcast. We've joined the giant enigma, the giant corporation. We are with Apple Podcasts as well. If you're listening on there, we thank you very much. Dan Zampano here with you, along with my partners in crime, Christopher Raza, the wonderful Christopher Raza, the main man Christopher Raza, the Back to the Future Marty McFly Christopher Raza is here. Matt Sobreth, the Iceman, already done with this year, on to Rangers hockey, he's moved on, but we're going to keep him on for a little, couple more weeks because we got to get his picks. We're, we're trying. We're trying to just get him to the finish line. That's all we're trying to do. And, of course, our producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, who I like to call the minister. Gentlemen, Matthew, how are we today, my friend? We are floating along <laughs> the, the river of mediocrity. Actually, the, 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 the crap river that we've been floating around for, I believe, week, since week five of the NFL season. You've been, dragging, you've been dragging me along. I would not be qualifying for the playoffs in the NFL but luckily this show, they don't kick me off for that. Uh, so I'll be able to make playoff picks. And the only thing I can hope is that I could just, I can maybe handicap those games a little bit better um, than I've been doing all season. Well, another one in four week for you, boy. Yeah, another one. You know what? You might get the number one pick in the draft next year. Okay? Ah, there you go. I'm getting so, Trevor Lawrence. That's a, that's a big deal this year. Matty Ice, if we're looking at the standings right now, sitting at 26, 50, and 2. Has not had a winning week since week five. Has not had a two-win week since week number eight, just so you know. Holy crap! <laughs> All right, so that tells you where we're at at this point in the season. Uh, we need to pick it up. That's all we can say. Goodness gracious. I'm even surprised by that, to be honest with you, Matt. Uh, yeah, I clearly was too. I thought you would like that little stat. Uh, Christopher Raza, did Santa bring you anything for Christmas this year? He brought you a winning week, he did. He did. First winning week uh, since week eight. Felt good. Uh, I was very worried we were going to have another week. We're 2-1 and one going to the primetime games and lose both. Uh, as the Sunday night game just did not hit the over, just barely not hitting the over. But then, of course, the, the, the Buffalo Bills uh, bury the hatchet with the New England Patriots and take care of business mm. uh, to secure me my winning week, which was which was very nice. Uh, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen just absolutely going off as they have all year long. That that was actually a game like you called. You said it. Yeah, I mean that's a perfect one. It was a decapitation, is what it was. I mean the Patriots. I mean the fall from grace is unbelievable. And I, listen, I'm just happy I'm in the green right now. That's all I care about right now. The Pats might be you know taking the year off, but I'm in the green. Christopher Raza, 33, 43, and two can get to five games under 500 which would be a really nice thing, considering he's been under 10 the entire year. So maybe uh, 2021, New Year, New You. Who knows? Uh, for me, 41 and 36 and 1, 3 and 2 last week again. So a very, very uh, happy. Uh, the Falcons getting us with Chris. The Broncos with the backdoor cover with the, with the hook at plus 3.5 was beautiful last week. We got, we got a couple of lucky ones. We definitely did. And then, obviously, I uh, get hit in Green Bay, who – might have an MVP on the horizon, I think, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, the guys. Do we feel that way? Quick, quick question, because we got those, we got some time. Mahomes or Rodgers? 
I mean, I think right now you gotta, I think you gotta go with Aaron Rodgers for the numbers he's been putting up, especially over the last kind of. You look, it's really been these these last six, seven weeks where it seems like the Chiefs as a whole team, including Mahomes, have kind of just kind of gone into cruise control. Uh, you know, winning comfortably, but not putting up any crazy numbers. Whereas Aaron Rodgers has been going out there and slinging the pigskin, uh, every single every you know week in and week out and taking care of business. Uh, and and his stats are, are really quite impressive. Uh, not that Mahomes aren't, but I mean Aaron Rodgers, I think is is really set himself aside. And I believe this just this week, uh, he's become the Vegas kind of odds-on favorite uh, now to win the MVP. Yeah, I'd agree. I, you know, the stats are both impressive. Like you, you know, you look at him, and it's hard to find a flaw. But Walter's playing, and where he is, just I mean, he's he's absolutely just leading that team to victory week in week out. Um, looking looking better and better every week. So, yeah, I think Absolutely. you have to give it to Rodgers. I mean, you're looking at him and you say to yourself, uh, it's a surprise when he has an incompletion. I mean, he's guys at 70% completion. He's at a 120 passer rating. That is the second highest in league history behind, guess who, Aaron Rodgers of 2011. So it's like insanity. He's not big on the yards. Obviously, Mahomes can get to if Mahomes plays. I don't think he's going to play this week against the Chargers that much. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have close to 50 touchdowns this year. He's got 44 in the year and just five interceptions. That's just ridiculous numbers that you haven't seen out of a guy who hasn't had those type of numbers since like 2015, 2016. Like that's the last time we've seen those numbers. So. Uh, he's a fine wine. He just gets better with age. That's what's so impressive to me about Aaron Rodgers. And it kind of makes me think, that's a guy that really, I mean, we talk about Drew Brees, like gets one more for, you know, the second ring. I think Aaron Rodgers more so really would be solidifying himself as top two, three quarterbacks of all time. He can get the second Super Bowl ring, in my mind. I don't know. Along with a second MVP and potentially, you know, a Super Bowl MVP. Right, exactly. So that's that's what it is to me. Let's look at some of our futures bets before we get into the Week 17, because Week 17 is really weird. You don't know who's playing sometimes. Like, we're talking about Pittsburgh this week. They're resting like every starter, Kansas City resting starters. So there's some weird stuff going on. There is big playoff implications. But before we get into that, I just want to go back to the beginning of the year and see, like, where we were. And I'm looking at some preseason picks. And I got to tell you, Maddie, you didn't do great in, in this year with picking, but you did do well with some of these preseason picks. Just going down the line here, uh, Rams over eight and a half wins. That is obviously already hit. We have Indianapolis over nine and a half wins. That one already hit. Carolina this week, they could get under five and a half wins. Minnesota is going to be under nine, and Chicago would be over eight. So, Maddie Ice, stealthy. Maddie Futures this week. Yeah, so this is the part, yeah, I was actually happy to get to this part of the show. I can actually speak confidently, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, I am really hoping to go 5-0. Uh, At worst, um, I'll end 3-1-1 one, one if uh, if Carolina wins and uh, Chicago loses. Um, but I think I'm pretty confident that I'll, I'll at least get 4-1. and one. I really want the, uh, rather have the Chicago one, plus 4-1-3. I'll value on those, too. I'll, you know, yes. and, and Indianapolis plus 125, Carolina be another plus 125, so... Uh, that would that would definitely be a nice little present at the end of the season for well, once. I love it. I love it. That's what we like to see. Other ones, the Pittsburgh did win the division. That's a plus three hundred winner, and then Chicago obviously can't win the division. So one and one on that as well. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So you know, one and one plus three hundred. Love it. We're just working on that Dallas NFC winner. <laughs> That's all the Chicago on. one was a little scary there for a while. 
Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, when they started off 5-0, and it was great. That's the thing. Started off 5-0, and lost six straight or five of six or something like that. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I was really worried they weren't going to get to eight wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did, in fact, do it. So let's see if what Chris Raza... Chris Raza also, 3-0 uh, and here, looks like, in the department of... Uh, as long as Cincinnati... <laughs> Cincinnati's... Uh, Cincinnati's record. So Cincinnati under five and a half yeah. wins is absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're at three, four, I think. There are, are four wins four? right now. Yeah. Yep. But that's going to hit. And then you have the Chargers under eight, which is beautiful. And Seattle over nine and a half, which hits every year, Chris. Three and oh, winner. Imagine if I actually bet on them. <laughs> oh, no. See, I can have that. I'm waiting on that. I was. I got a little present coming out the week seventeen. Well, my say. one future of the uh, which was looking good for a while, the Dolphins AFC East champions. Yeah, close. Mm-hmm. I think I might just be a year off. Yes, close, but no cigar there. But did get Seattle winning the division, which yes. is nice. So, good job from Chris. Uh, for me, mixed bag, mixed bag here. I mean, just looking down the line, I have other ones that I have privately, but the Jets under. Six was probably, I mean, I still can't believe that that was a number. I just can't believe somebody set that number at six wins is insane. Lou, I mean, ridiculous, Lou. I mean, come on. Six wins for the Jets? That was impossible. Dan, Dan we got two. Leave me alone. <laughs> Three's coming this week, too. Three's coming this week, buddy. And you know what? That would put us at what should have been maybe five or six, realistically, if we uh, talk about who they should have beat earlier in the year for certain circumstances. But we won't go into that. You know, we won't go. What, six is what, a little high. What games could you be talking about, Lou? Oh, I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> three guys in three boxes on the Zoom call or WebEx call right now that all should have lost to the chat. Yeah. <laughs> which is insane. And one of them's got to beat them this weekend. So. I'm actually, oddly enough, kind of weirdly rooting for the Patriots to lose this week. What can you do? Um, let's go, and then we see uh, my one big one that I got to talk about, though. Aaron Rodgers, MVP, plus 2,100. That's probably the best one that I've ever – that might be the best future I've ever gotten, without question. I mean, to have him do what he did. And I think if we remember, like, going through that last year, the Packers – the Packers are such an interesting franchise because last year – Going 13-3, and three, we all said fluke, 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 you know, LaFleur, like one-hit wonder. And this year they kind of bought into that LaFleur offense, and they got better uh, better timing from their defense, I think, this year. So with Rodgers winning the MVP, everybody kind of, like, scoffed at that, being like, they drafted Jordan Lump. Like, this guy must, like, not even want to play. And he just lit a fire under his ass and, and had probably the best season he's ever had, maybe since 2011. So kudos to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Uh, let's get to the pick, shall we? And we only have one primetime game, and it is an interesting one. Um, at halftime of the Sunday night game between the Packers and the Titans, they chose the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles to go to NBC on Sunday night football. Here's the scenario in the NFC East, which we have loved all year long. The Giants and Cowboys, winner of that game, will go to the playoffs and be the number four seed if the Eagles beat Washington. If Washington beats the Eagles, the football team will be the NFC East champions. God help us all. Whoever had that future for Washington. Uh, but, But the starting quarterback is up in the air because Dwayne Haskins cut this week and also cleared waivers this week, which is funny. So um, 
Washington may be starting Tyler Heineke, who I don't think is – what is that? Is that an old Dominion quarterback? I can't even remember where he played yeah, quarterback. So uh, they'll be going up against Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. The line is Washington minus one and a half. The over-under is 43 and a half. This is all it for all the marbles. We finally get to see who wins the incompetence division, and we'll start with Chris. We are going to cop out and take the under. Uh, I do. I mean, uh, you know, my gut knows is I think Washington is going to win, but uh, the under 43 and a half is very attractive to me, you know, especially with not really knowing exactly who's going to be under center for the Washington football team. Tyler Heineke doesn't really get me going on the offensive side of things, and and really neither does Alex Smith, Um, you know, especially uh, with Terry McLaurin is doubtful for the game, and he's such a big weapon on that, that offense for the Washington football team, and you take him away, and that offense can very much struggle. Along with the Eagles going up against a really good defense, uh, it's going to be going to be a tall task for Jalen Hurts, uh, who kind of came back down to earth last week against Dallas. He had a lot of yards, he had three hundred something yards, but he did throw two interceptions. This game just doesn't really scream points to me with two, you know, kind of struggling offenses. It's really two not great teams outside of the Washington defense. Uh, so give me the Washington Eagles under forty three and a half. Like, this is going to be like a seventeen to ten type game. Ooh. Ugly Sunday, Sunday nighter. I hope be so. interested to see who wins it. Let's see if we can get a winner from Maddie C. So I'm actually going to fade you on this one, Chris. I'm going to go to the other side. I am going to take the over in this one. Um, some of the, the the money and the trends is is heading towards the over because um, as it's opened at uh, 42, already up to 43 and a half now. Um, and you kind of mentioned it. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Ever since Jalen Hurts has started, they've they've had over 450 yards or at least 400 yards um, of total offense um, since that Saints game. Um, I do think it's going to be uh, Heineke in there, which, you know, as, as much as he doesn't have the experience that Alex Smith has, Alex Smith has looked, you know, extremely limited in some fashions, just moving around in general. Um, I hate that McLaurin's not playing, but I think you're going to get a lot of, basically a lot of desperation out of these two teams. Um, I think Doug Peterson's probably going to be just just a just an absolute bag of tricks, just a wild card of, of what he's going to try and do to try and upset this Washington team. Um, so I, I, I see a lot of... Uh, a lot of crazy things happening in this game. And then even some defensive, you know, Jalen Hurts with some turnovers for that Washington defense, hopefully giving him some good field position leading to quick score. So I'm going to take the over 43 and a half. We also have clear weather, which also makes it good for the over. So 33 degrees and 5 to 10 miles an hour, clear skies. And we know how those colder temperature games, oddly enough, favor the over. I don't know why that is, but that's the way it goes. Um, to me, in this game, There's only one side I can take. 65% of the bets are on Washington. 92% of the money is on Washington. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus one and a half. Easy. I mean, you can't have Washington with 92% of the money right now. I mean, that's ridiculous. So we'll take the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this is the game that Jalen Hurts grabs onto the starting position for the quarterback position and never lets go of it. I think Carson Wentz's days are done in, in, in Philadelphia. It's unbelievable. That that is what we're going to be talking about all offseason with a fall from grace that Wentz has endured. Hertz looks great mobility-wise. Could be next year a hot, hot, dark horse MVP candidate. That's what I'll say. Dark horse MVP candidate, hot for next year. You heard it here first. Philadelphia plus one and a half. Kick it off 2021 with some hot takes already. Come on! We're already prepping for next year. We're already prepping for next year. Keep it in the brains. Write those notes down, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go to our top four picks because 
The Patriots so eloquently ended Monday Night Football this year. And so let's do it. This is a scary week, guys. This is a scary week. All divisional games. So obviously that means that you're going to see a lot of familiar foes. Uh, probably a lot of underdogs from some sharp players going to be played this week. And then maybe some weird games where you might see teams that aren't supposed to win win just because you got teams sitting guys and chaos can happen in the NFL in week 17 for the playoffs. The AFC wildcard is insanity right now. It's a win and in scenario for the Ravens, for the Browns, and for the Dolphins. And the Colts need some help, ladies and gentlemen. They got to win and hope somebody loses. That's what they need. The Titans are not guaranteed a playoff spot. If they lose and all those teams win, they are not in the playoffs. So there is a lot of stuff that is going to go on. I want to hear it. Maybe we'll have a game that has no bearing on anything whatsoever. So let's start with it. Matty Ice, since you are the uh, proverbial last place guy, you get to go first. Yeah, that's great. Um, so <laughs> talking talk about weird games, I think this is definitely going to be a weird game. Um, and it's, a, it's, I mean, it's kind of a weird play for me. It's not something I usually do, but I'm going to take um, the Seattle and San Fran under 46. Um, Seattle is now seven in a row uh, to the under and all right around these totals um, going on. You know, when they first started against the Rams, it was up to 55, 56 the next week against the uh, Arizona. The market is adjusted still even the last two weeks, 47 and a half, 44 and a half. They have gone under those totals. Their defense is playing uh, phenomenal, honestly, right now. Um, and I just think that, these two teams playing each other, um, it's always super close in, in, you know, in these divisional matchups. Um, and the amount of injuries that the 49ers have, I see them having a hard time moving the ball. Uh, I do think that they're able to not let Russell Wilson totally go off and just kind of run this uh, total up by himself. So I'm going to take the under 46 and a half in this NFC West matchup. Yeah, huge win for the 49ers against the Cardinals. That threw a lot of wrenches in for the uh, NFC playoff picture. And I thought they played really well. I believe C.J. Beathard's going to get the start again. So. Yeah. Uh, that's a really encouraging sign considering how well he played on uh, on Sunday. I'll go next, Chris, just because, but I'll, I'll take the San Francisco 49ers plus six. I think that that is a, a good play here. I think they always really play Seattle tough. Kittle being back is a godsend for them. I mean, just from a blocking standpoint, uh, for them to be able to run the ball, that was a fantastic thing that they got against the Cardinals. Seattle's not winning games with their offense. They're winning games with their defense. and. That, that defense, God bless them. I mean, what was the Rams like 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 in the red zone? Uh, I mean, it, just because they, and they couldn't score a touchdown because, because Seattle's defense was great. Jamal Adams coming into his own. I think that'll be hard for San Francisco to score. But I think San Francisco also will limit Wilson in some ways. Uh, a guy last week that played great, Jason Verrett, had an unbelievable game against DeAndre Hopkins uh, last week. It really, really kind of stifled that offense. I think they do the same thing this week against Seattle. So San Francisco, always tough, always a good franchise. I'll take them plus six. Chris, what say you, number four? All right, so this isn't really going to be my number four pick, but since we, you guys are all the Seahawks 49ers, I'll stick around in that game too. And uh, I'm sticking with Maddie here at the under 46 and a half. Um, you know, he mentioned 7-0 with the Seahawks and the under. Uh, there's 9-3 and three overall since September towards the under. Um, and a little interesting little note that I found uh, from our friends at the Action Network. Uh, the Seahawks have been passing less on first and second down. Uh, they are currently, over the last few weeks, down from 59.1% to 52.5% uh, passing on first and second down. And also, again, 
the Forty Nineers will be without Trent Williams, uh, which is which is tough for for uh, mm. CJ Beathard, as Dan said. George Kittle should help a bit with the blocking, but Trent Williams uh, missing there is a huge piece. Um, and again, that Seattle defense. I mean, we were talking early in the year; they were horrendous. They could not get any pressure on the quarterback. They were just horrific. Uh, now, like I said, Dan said, Jamal Adams is coming back. Uh, the addition of Carlos Dunlap has really seemed to be a big impact on that Seattle uh, defense. So I do really like the under this game in a kind of a close matchup. Seattle should still win this game, but I, I like it to stay close and, and really kind of be very low scoring. Love it. Absolutely love it. So we're, we're, we have a consensus a little bit here. We have a consensus with the under. Everybody in that Seattle-San Francisco game is going to be a highly anticipated one, I guess, this week. Um, Seattle can, by the way, get the number one seed if Green Bay should lose. Um, let's go to number three, Christopher Raza, right back to you in the boomerang. All right. Well, with the number three, I'll give you my original number four pick. And it's Dallas minus three against the New York football giants. Uh, the giants, uh, the last few weeks have kind of seemed to revert to the team that they were early in the year. They have been struggling mightily. Um, they have not scored over, they haven't even scored 20 points, uh, since beating the Eagles back in November. Meanwhile, you flip on to the other side of things. The Cowboys have scored 30 plus points in the last three games. And Andy Dalton has really seemed to, to come alive and kind of look like the quarterback that we used to know, uh, back in his prime in Cincinnati. Uh, and this emergence really, we've known Tony Pollard is solid, but this year he's really come alive and made the most. Uh, of the absence of Ezekiel Elliott, and I expect that they're going to stick with him more so, especially knowing this is a win, uh, must-win game for Dallas. Uh, you know, I you can't trust Zeke. I, it's, it's something with this year. It's like you can't trust him with the ball enough to be able to hold on to that. You know, we we've talked about this all the time. Uh, ball security is job security, and obviously he has a nice contract <laughs> with security. But I think they're going to stick a lot with Tony Pollard here, and you know, you saw Michael Gallup was phenomenal last week as well. Uh, I think this is a situation the Giants will keep it close early, uh, but then you'll see as we kind of as we kind of get in later into the game, the Cowboys will just start to run away with it uh, and get the win, and then uh, be rooting for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in a rare occurrence on Sunday night. Yeah, Chris. In fact, you know what? You're giving yourself a hard time with this. Uh, I have I have that game minus two. So that's yeah, I was going to say. Oh, all <laughs> right. Well, let's uh, let's make a little switcheroo here to minus two. <laughs> Holidays time. We'll give you the point. I mean, uh, Dallas minus two. Man. Andy Dalton, basically a playoff game, a play-in scenario on the road at the Giants. Oh boy, God bless you. Número padre fiel Espíritu Santo. Amen. Oh my goodness. Matty Ice, number three. Um, number three. We are going to go. This is this is a scary one. I, I I don't love this one, but this is again. I'm just trying to stick with playing a number here. I'm going to take uh, a team that's been pretty. Been decent to me all year long. And again, we're hoping to get that win total. So we're taking Chicago plus five and a half against Green Bay. I, this is, I just feel like this is, you know, I'm uh, walking into the fire with this one, expecting Chicago, who, you know, potentially needs their playoff lives. I'm I'm, I'm kind of hoping that the way things may be turned uh, with the the Arizona game, because that game is, at, I believe, at one o'clock. That game was prior to, or no, it's not. I apologize. It's the same time as them. Okay. But uh, Chicago plus five and a half, I just think they're going to be able to stay in that number, hopefully. Uh, Green Bay, while they're still playing for the one seed, again, I think that uh, maybe the gas is the foot's off the gas a little bit in this game. Um, depending, I mean, obviously, you know, then they might take Rodgers out early or, or whatever. And um, I, I just see Chicago getting five and a half here. Um, all the money's on Green Bay. We're kind of doing another Sunday night uh, fade. Obviously, they they really the, the Packers really kind of worked the Titans um, last week, especially in the first half. Um, but I think a divisional game getting five and a half points with Chicago. Uh, hoping to be, I might buy the hook at six, but um, 
uh, yeah, give me Chicago plus five and a half. Again, just getting getting the majority of the money versus the tickets on the Packers. 26 to 75. That's what I was going to say. This is what we call a sharp play. It's 74% of the bets are on Green Bay, 75% of the money on Chicago. It's a sharp play. I absolutely hate it. I cannot hate it more. It's I I I I can't take the Packers. I wanted to actually take the Packers in in these four picks, but you can't do it with that money on that side. You just can't do it. I just think the Bears are so similar to the Titans in the way that they run their offense, and and it, it, the Packers just shut down Derrick Henry basically for 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 four quarters on defense, and then scored forty points on him. I mean, it's just that is so scary and ugly. But you have to do it. You have to. Take it, the, Bears. the Bears' defense is way better than the Titans. That's true. That is true. I, I will give you that one. Number three for me, uh, I'll take a team. Listen, you know, I don't know how they keep getting off the mat and competing because they keep losing all these close games. But Atlanta Falcons, uh, I don't want to do it, but I got to take them one more time. I did week 17. The Bucks basically have the five seed. I know they can get other games. It really doesn't matter. They're playing a road game in the playoffs. That's what they're going to be doing. Uh, they'd like to play the NFC East team, though. I'm sure they would like to do that. So I think they will get up to this game. But the Falcons just had a 17-point lead on this team the other week. I mean, it, 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 and they gave it up. They did give it up. Six and a half points right now to Atlanta. It's a lot of points. And I just think Tampa right now, that was last week. They just absolutely coasted. They played a, awful. I mean, if there's one favorite that I like this week, too, it's Minnesota because the Bud Lions are so bad. But... This game, I think Atlanta just gets off the mat one more time. Might be the last game for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones together. So I think they, yeah, they just go out one more ride in Tampa Bay uh, and at least give them a game. At least give them a game. Maybe it's a backdoor cover here. Scary. Scary. But I'll take the Falcons plus six and a half because you have to. Because you kind of have to. A, a blaze of glory for for Maddie Ice and Julio Jones. <laughs> well, all Maddie Ices are going out in a blaze of glory this weekend. Let me tell you, uh, Chris, number three, number oh, three. No, this is this probably should have been my number four. Is uh, the Chargers minus three and a half Ooh. against the Kansas City Chiefs? Just basing on that the Chiefs are there's who are they like who are they gonna you know I one you're gonna see the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes which is gonna be an interesting experience all, all on its own um and the Chiefs just in general have not covered in weeks uh you know you figure the main weapons are not gonna be playing much if at all this week with Chad Henney getting the start at quarterback I think this is just a really good spot for Justin Herbert to kind of get in one last really good showing uh before the season comes to the end um, I said this, the Chiefs just have no reason to show up in this game. They have no reason to really put an effort and you know in fear of anyone getting hurt or injured in any sort of way. Uh, they were locked up in their spot no matter what. Uh, so I like the Chargers to kind of get a good, comfortable win against the Chiefs. Is this an Anthony Lynn saving job? No. Anthony Lynn should be fired no matter what. That's us. I say I'm. If there's one thing I'm worried about in this game, it's not the players on the field. It is that man with headset on. All right, Matty Ice, number two. Uh, this is an interesting. We're down to these couple of interesting games now. Let's get into it. Number two pick. Yeah, no, we're we're into another game that means something here. Uh, well, for at least one side, and um, we're going to take Baltimore minus thirteen against Cincinnati. It. Um, I, you know, Cincinnati won last week with just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. 
that game last week. But Brandon Allen had over 300 yards um, for the first time in forever. I mean, games prior to that, they had only eclipsed barely over 200 yards in the previous seven games. Um, and I just don't think, I mean, comparing the Houston defense to the Baltimore defense, I don't think there's any similarities besides the positions that they play. Uh, just, so I think Baltimore, and then they have no match for the offense either. I, I mean, I think Baltimore is like, I've been saying it, they are getting tuned up. They are ready to go. I think yes. they're maybe the scariest team in the league right now outside the Bills, as far as just the way that they're they're dominating. So um, Baltimore minus 13, I, I love this one. The Ravens. Ever since that Cowboys game, have been getting right and better every single week, and I hope to God that they get in the playoffs because they really, really deserve. I want to see them play a Buffalo, a Kansas City, somebody like that because I think they're starting to peak right at the right time. I agree with you. After that Dallas game, I, I took a ticket uh, for them to win the AFC at plus seventeen hundred. You can get yeah. them right now to win the AFC at plus seven hundred. They so. they still have a excellent excellent roster they really do and cincinnati's a team that never even touches them so they should they looked like i mean they looked incredible last week the Houston <laughs> defense is horrible 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 and, and now cincinnati going for three in a row we'll see if they can do it uh number two i'm going to a meaningless game i'm staying away i'm getting nervous going to a team that absolutely quit last week and it's over and the game and the season is over. Chris, the Broncos are going to kill the Raiders this week. They're killing them. They're killing them. This is a terrible spot for the Raiders. They have completely given up. They lose in the greatest of fashions. You're giving me the Broncos with points at home. Drew Locke, love it, love it, love it. Plus two and a half. Um, injuries. The Broncos injured at any point in receiving uh, in the receiving game? Because... I saw something about this. I wasn't sure if Kim Patrick was not going to play or not. There could be some injuries there at the front, but I think they're mainly healthy, Matt, right? Um, as far as I know, I think they're pretty healthy. Hold on. I'm pulling up the injury report right now. Um, and Bradley Chubb did as... not play last week either, but they've somehow figured out a way to get a backdoor cover or a hook cover against the Chargers. But I just think this is this is really a spot where, look, the Raiders are the Raiders, and Gruden, we've seen the numbers. It, Gruden has been a terrible coach the last six years. I mean, we've uh, what was it? Lombardi, Michael Lombardi put it out. He's like 40 and 55 in his last six seasons. I mean, it's not good. It's not good what's going on in, in, in Vegas. And it's a, it, well, hopefully, hopefully, I mean, I want to see them be good because I think you're right, Chris. The NFL is better when the Raiders are better. I agree with that. But I don't think this is a good spot for them at all. Not going to Denver in the middle of December. I like the Broncos. Plus well, two and a half. Just to speak to, to John Gruden, he, it seems like first two-thirds of the year, he's phenomenal. And then these last two years, when you get to where the rubber meets the road, he falls apart and he has some really, truly questionable play calling when it comes to short yardage and red zone situations. Uh, I'm not a fan, but anyway. But yeah, I agree. I, I think this is a spot. I kind of want the Raiders to lose to get a better draft pick. Everybody's rooting for their team to lose this week. <laughs> it's all traffic. That's how our teams have been this year. Unbelievable. But, uh, no, I think I think this is a good spot for the Broncos here. And I hope the Raiders get better. I really do. But I just don't see it on the horizon if their defense can't play and, they're, and they have Gruden right now as offensive coordinator. Uh, the number one pick of the week. This is it, gentlemen. you got to give me your best fastball. Christopher Raza, the main man, finish strong, my friend. 
Matt said Baltimore minus 13. I say Baltimore minus 13. Uh, mm. He brought up, I mean, really since the COVID issues that we kind of saw in the in the middle of the year, uh, Baltimore has, has looked like the team that we expected them to be at the beginning of the year uh, with their passing and the rushing and everything. Uh, they're currently 5-0 and against the spread since the start of December as well. I mean, in this Bengals defense, it, it's like it doesn't even exist. Uh, when they're playing team. So I expect Baltimore to absolutely blow out the Bengals in this one, especially in a, you know, in a must-win situation for the Ravens to get back in the playoffs. So Baltimore minus 13 won't even be close. Baltimore minus 13. Well, you know I love it, Chris. You know I love it. All right, my number one pick. Love this team all year long. They're the future of the league. They're going to have a Super Bowl run in the next two to three years without question, and they are the sharpest play, in my mind, of the week this week. Nail to hammer to wood. Carolina Panthers, plus six and a half. Easy, 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 easy against the Saints. Here's the numbers. 81% of bets are on New Orleans. 57% of the money on Carolina. Love, love Matt Rule this week. Teddy covers, giving them almost a full touchdown. They will backdoor. They do what they have to do. They already played this team tough. Now they get them at home, week 17. And I'll tell you something else. The Saints put up, what, 52, 53 points last week against the Vikings. As great as Kamara was, as unbelievable. We didn't even talk about that. Six touchdowns in one game. Incredible. I'm still not convinced that Drew Brees is right. I'm still not convinced. There were throws in that game that I really didn't like. And to me, look, yes, they put up 52 against a bad Vikings defense. But Carolina plays a very particular style of defense. Aaron Rodgers talked about their defense in, a, in, a, in an interview and how interesting it is. I think Matt Rule has this team going. I think the offense as well doesn't matter about McCaffrey uh, at this point. I think their offense runs through Teddy right now. Mike Davis is a good complimentary back. I like the Panthers here to keep it close. Close game. Saints, yes, playing for that one seed. It's unlikely that they get it, but I like Carolina a lot, a lot, a lot. Dan, I, I, I was almost right there with you on this one. I, I really was actually thinking about taking that instead of uh, Chicago because, again, this is, this is, you're, you're doing another uh, pros-joes kind of split here um, uh, with, with the bet percentages on the Saints, but the, the money on the – uh, on Carolina, but uh, I, I am seeing. I think that Mike Davis is going to be out this game, um, so he, he, he's doubtful. So they might not have either one. And their offense, just in the recent weeks, has been really, really, really struggling. Um, I mean, you know, only 280 yards of total offense last week against against Washington, which is a good defense. They haven't had uh, Teddy hasn't had over 250 yards passing in three weeks, um, and, and even before that, the two weeks prior, it was 267 and 258. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I do worry, and the amount of injuries they have in the defense. Uh, um, you know, again, like we said with the Saints all year, it's not necessarily Drew Brees. Don't focus on that. Focus on their defense, and I just don't know how Carolina is going to be able to move the ball too well against them. I don't know. I think Carolina, it's just as an underdog, they're so live. I mean, they just don't lose. And to me, I think the Saints defense, yes, as good as it is, they, they give up 30, 30 points last week against the Vikings, and maybe that some of that's garbage time, whatever. But, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm not convinced, especially coming off of such a big win. I'm just not convinced at this point with, with New Orleans. But we'll see. That's why they play the game. Uh, Matty Ice has one final pick for the regular season. And this has to be his greatest pick 
of the 2020 year. So, without further ado, the floor is yours, my friend. Well, Dan, you said it. I can't remember if this was right before we started recording or once we were recording. We were talking about a certain game where this, we're debating about the starters. Uh, it's an NFC East matchup, and we are going to take the Buffalo Bills. Minus one and a half as a short mode. One and a half, minus two. I've seen a couple, couple different ones. I'll take either one. But uh, we're going to take the Bills minus one and a half. I have been... Uh, the other side of the Bills, um, they have won was seven in a row, should have been eight in a row since the Cardinals, the, the Hail Mary that we keep t- talking about. But um, I just think Buffalo is cruising um, versus Miami is winning by the skin of their teeth. I mean, Tua just can't throw to the sidelines. He just absolutely can't. And I think that McDermott and, and the elite corners that they have, they are going to, and the elite linebackers they have, they are going to absolutely take away the middle of the field and the short passing, and they are going to make him throw outside the numbers, and he just can't do it right now. I just think that the Bills, I mean, even if Josh Allen comes out, you know, I think that the defense has been too much for them, and they're just red hot. Them being this much of a short favorite, um, you know, again, Miami, Miami with the absolute miracle last week. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills uh, minus one and a half. Now, Matt, do you have any fear of that man? That bearded man, Dan Fitzpatrick, coming in to save the day, as I so wonderfully had to experience last Saturday. McDermott is no John Gruden. McDermott would have scored a touchdown, just like I was saying to our good friend Ronnie the entire time. I'm going, how are they not scoring a touchdown here? They have to score a touchdown. Any, you know, one crazy play and they kick a field goal. And what happens? Just that. And so, but McDermott is absolutely not, I mean, they're no, it's not even a comparison. I'm sorry, Chris, but uh, their offense, I, you know, I, I just think the Bills are going to be able to uh, just, just move the ball plenty fine against this team um, and, and then just, it just went out. That's it. That's the one, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, guy, I got to go back. You got to go back to, to what we love, our, one of our first loves. He's got the New York Rangers hat on today in the uh, in the call here, so maybe he's summoning the power of the Empire State and helping Buffalo, who knows. But, but, it is scary. I will say that. Because that game, how long do the Bills play their starters? It's Patrick coming in, possibly. Oh, my goodness. That is a fun one. That is a very fun one. Yeah, I mean, if there's if it was over a field goal, I would definitely be staying away. I'll take this this short number. I I I hope so. I mean, same situation, obviously, with Vegas. Exactly. With you know, with the three and, and, and any of these numbers would have covered. Um, but where I am, I am a little nervous. A little nervous. <laughs> a little nervous. How can I not be with my track record this you know, year? How can I not be? You know what? If there was ever a week, it would be the week that you know most gamblers kind of throw it away this week because it's week seventeen. There's a lot of stuff that happens, and a lot of people kind of get nervous of this week. Maybe this is the week that it finally goes right. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, let us go to the specials picks of the week. Actually, before we do that, let's go to leans. Any other leans this week, guys? Maddie C. Um, you said I kind of wanted to take Minnesota laying the seven. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, I forgot about this. Speaking of this game, my favorite bet of the week this week is a prop bet. I, I never. We don't usually give out prop bets. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson needs 110 yards to break Anquan Bolden's rookie receiving record. He needs 47 yards to pass Randy Moss's uh, franchise receiving record. They are playing the Lions, who just don't play any defense. I mean, they are going to feed Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm seeing it at 83 and a half, over 83 and a half, which he has eclipsed in five of his last seven games. 
I am smashing Justin Jefferson's over on the receiving yards. So that'll be my one lean. I'll keep it short. Like I said, that's it. That's the one. That's a lean. That's a, that's a lean. That's a professional lean. Uh, Chris, any leans for you? You know, I was, I was really looking at, again, Green Bay, the minus five and a half to absolutely just crush, uh, crush the Bears. Um, or like Matt said, Minnesota, I really liked as well. But I was, I was really close to going with Green Bay there. But just the, the divisional game and the Bears do have a pretty solid defense is what kind of uh, turned me away. So leaning, leaning Green Bay this week. Um, another guy, just a weird prop bet too, is another guy who might be Derrick Henry playing against Houston. Uh, needs like, what, 100 and something yards to get to 2,000. I mean, they're pretty close. So or 200 yards to get to 2,000 actually. So maybe they feed him the ball. Uh, any leans this week? Uh, like I said, Baltimore, minus 13. That's a great lean. Absolutely love that one. Minnesota, I mean, Detroit just has given up on the season, haven't they? I mean, there's no that, – that's the most lifeless team in the league right now is, is, the, Minnesota, is the Detroit Lions. So uh, Minnesota minus seven. <sighs> Patriots. Mm. Mm. Can't do it. That's uh, <laughs> like – Belichick hates the Jets so much, and the Jets have won two in a row, and, and I, I, I can't – I can't fathom that they're going to go out losing losing like this. It's a three-point game, though, and that is like a horrible number for this game. You're just in uncharted territory. So you've just know. never been here before. <laughs> I, I haven't been here. I've never been here. I have been a Patriots fan literally since 2001. I have never been in this position in my whole life. So this is really, really strange. Um, who is more likely to get a three-game win streak to end the season, the Jets or the Bengals? The Jets. I mean, if you're looking at just the matchups they have to play, it's the Ravens or it's the Patriots. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Both teams, are Baltimore on the road at Cincinnati, while the Jets are in Foxborough. I don't know. That's a weird one. Weird one. So that's a lean right there for you. And uh, God, I hate it, but the two bad AFC South teams, Texans and Texans and Jaguars. Oh my goodness! Like, I can't stomach it, especially after the Jags last week for being us being idiots and doing that. I mean, that was so stupid. I was right. There. I'm like, do we go back with the Jags? But like, they. I mean, they're they're clearly just not even trying. They don't look like they're trying at all. They're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. Houston is intriguing, but can't trust the defense. All right, specials of the week. Chris won the super last week. Congratulations! Um, yes, golf clap. Uh, <laughs> give me your final super, super holiday end of twenty twenty. Get this disgusting year out of my face. Super of the week. All right, uh, we're gonna go back to that Washington. Uh, there was a Sunday night game, and we're gonna take Washington plus eight and a half because I think that game, no matter what, is gonna be a close one. But I liked Washington to win, so we're gonna go on that side of things. Packers plus four and a half. Again, I loved that. I not sorry. I liked the five and a half. Didn't want to really touch it though. But again, this is a situation where I think they 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 need to win this game to get secure that number one seed. So give me the Packers plus four and a half, and then we're just gonna we're gonna sprinkle sprinkle the boys, sprinkle the Cowboys plus eight. Against the New York football giants. Cowboys, Packers, Washington football. Yes, sir. Not a very typical Chris Raza super. Very but strange. It is, he, has, he has the Packers, obviously, which is a very typical one. But Cowboys in Washington, that's a good one. I like that a lot. Uh, super. 
is in the books. Let's go to Danny Survivors. Um, go down the list of some of these teams that I have picked. Man, oh, man. I think I've picked Minnesota already this year, so that's out. I would That would be my first go-to. I think I do have one. Yes, I do have them, I believe. So I think I have the Titans still on the board. Unbelievably. I don't know how that is. But, uh, let's go with, I just want to make sure. No, I don't have the Titans either. Shoot. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. I am going to go with Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos because they were the team that knocked me out of the survival pool when they beat the Pats. Denver Broncos, home game against the Raiders. Denver Broncos. Okay. That's a, that's a good survivor to end the year. To, to win. You have to win this week. Denver Broncos that's against that's a hell of a survivor. Hell of a survivor. If you win that one, God bless you. Uh, here we go. Get your rabbits out of your hats. It is time. The magic money line hallway from Maddie Icicles. Please give it to me. We have to go big. We can't take. There's a lot of short dogs here. There's a lot. But we have to go big on this final week because the only way to make up for a season like this is, is, is to try and hit one of these, you know, life, these lifesavers at the end of the year. So we're going to start it off. We're going to take the Los Angeles Rams plus 155 <laughs> against the Cardinals. No Jared Goff. We have John Wolford uh, starting who Dan, where did he play college? Where did he play some college? I, I was trying to, I tried to look it up really quick, but I could not find it fast enough. So John Woff, John Wolford or Wofford, however Wofford. you turn, he did not play at Wofford. I'll tell you that yeah. he was in the AAF. I believe he was, yes, playing, he, was. he was playing in the AAF. Um, college wise, was it wake forest? I think it was. I want to say it was Wake Forest. I, I, I would have to look it up. Oh, I'll, I'll get it to you in a second. Okay. But we're taking them. Um, yes, Wake, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Forest. There we go. There's a big, big arm sling out of Wake Forest. But, you know, let's. Jared Goff has not been, uh, you know, winning these games for the team. He's probably been losing them with the amount of picks he's been throwing and the, just the questionable decisions. So he's obviously out after hurting his thumb last week, popping it back in during the middle of the game. Um, but the, the quarterback on the other side is hurt too. Kyler Murray has a leg injury. When Kyler Murray can't move around and run around like that bad little kid uh, that he is, um, it, they're not the same on offense. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams at home. Obviously, I mean the bigger part aside from golf is not having Acres and Henderson. Um, it's gonna be pretty much uh, Malcolm Brown and, and whoever else they're bringing up from the practice squad. Um, but we're still gonna take a shot on the Rams on a game they need plus 155. Uh, McVay versus Kingsbury. I'll take McVay in that situation all the time. And then we're gonna really send it in. As, as good as a year the Cleveland Browns have had, they are still the Cleveland Browns, and they will find a way. They will find a way to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Mike Tomlin, he's got all his backups in. He said, hey, boys, you know, we're in the playoffs. This is your time to shine. You know, we're, we're going to make the playoffs. Who wants, to play, who wants some playing time during the playoffs? Who wants to make a, go out there and make a play? Who's going to fill in for TJ? Who's going to fill in for all these other guys? Uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has been looking like a statue, just a fat statue in the pocket recently. So Mason Rudolph revenge game from getting his head caved in. They got that dent out from last year with Miles Garrett. So they are at a plus. I sometimes hard to find them on the board, but I looked it up. Best odds I could find are plus three fifty, which gives us a plus one thousand money line parlay this week. We are Holy sending it in. Rams Steelers. What one could have thought to be 
a Super Bowl matchup earlier in the year. Like six weeks ago. <laughs> like six weeks ago, like when Matty Ice was winning games. Like, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had to get Man. one more in. I had to get one yeah, more in. No, it's fine. I can't wait to wash my hands of this regular season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's a good one. I actually really like that one because I don't think golf matters as much as people think. No. I don't think he does. I think Cam Akers does. But I don't think that golf matters as much as people think. I like the Rams. I like McVay. A lot and a lot of pressure on the Browns. A ton of pressure on the Browns. Have not been in this situation since 2002. So it is a very precarious day. We've seen Baker in big games before, and they haven't gone so well when we were on the side of Baker Mayfield. Tenth grade bully. That's what I'll say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, who makes the playoffs in the AFC? Give me the three teams. And, the, and here, I'll do a two-part question. Give me the three teams that make it into the wild card, and which team do you not want to face in the AFC if you are Kansas City or Buffalo? Chris. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, AFC, I I really have a hunch. Like I just have this feeling that Miami or Cleveland is going to lose, and it just, Matt just makes such a good argument for Cleveland being Cleveland. Um, and somehow kind of bungling this game away like they did against the Jets the other week. Um, so I think you're going to get Dolphins, Ravens, Colts uh, in the playoffs with the Titans taking care of business against the Texans as well. Um, and uh, if I'm – honestly, I, I probably Baltimore. I think if you're Kansas City or Buffalo, especially Kansas City, because the way you beat Kansas City is a strong running game. And, get, and having a solid defense that makes some stops. The Raiders didn't have a solid defense, but they were able to have a, these long drives that kept Pat Mahomes off, off the field. And I think Baltimore is a team that can do that. Uh, and again, also with Buffalo, it's you know it's it's, it's you have you have a lot to contend with with Lamar Jackson uh, and the running game there, along with a solid defense uh, under John Harbaugh. Yeah, Maddie. So I'm trying to get this straight. If the so let's say the Browns and the Dolphins lose. Do the Colts then get in if the Colts win? I don't think they do. Right? I they, do would. I, they would because I think the Colts, all the Colts need is for one of those teams to lose and then win. So if if the Browns and Dolphins both lose. The Dolphins get in and the Colts get in. I think the Dolphins get in and the Colts get in. That's exactly right. Well, then that's that's where we're at because that's where we pick the game. So we're going to stay consistent with that. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, my pick for the AFC, it's the Ravens. I've been saying it the whole time. They're getting ready. They should be a lot higher seed than they are. They had a lot of COVID issues during the year. Ravens are definitely the team that's the scariest. I'm going to say Miami misses the playoffs. I think Cleveland wins. I think I think Cleveland finds a way. I, I hate that because Miami deserves to be in the playoffs. Because of how well they've played, but I think they—I don't—I don't think they're beating Buffalo this weekend. And I think Cleveland, as as much as I hate them, there's too many people out for Pittsburgh. I'll take—I'll take the Browns. Man, are we really sleeping on Jacksonville? I just keep thinking now it's it, you know Colts Jacks Week One, and then we just saw oh there's no chance, and it feels like the same game right now. I feel like I have to take Jaguars money line this week. I feel like I have to take Jaguars money line this God, week. I, I just can't bear it, especially after they get. They've been getting killed week after week after week. It's just the Colts. If the Colts don't win the game, it is the best, probably the biggest upset to win a playoff game or to win a to win a get in playoff game in history of the NFL. I mean, that will be incredible. 
And it'll hurt the Jets fans that much more if they have two yes. wins and they still get the first <laughs> overall pick. So the Jets might play tough this week, then. The Jets might the Jags might play tough because they don't have anything to play for. They get the one seed that doesn't matter, one pick. Jets might do the same thing. I don't know. That's weird. NFC East, real quick, who wins it? Uh, I think uh I think the Packers still, as much as I took the Bears, I think the Packers are going to win. I, th- I see that as a field goal game, hopefully. But I think the, I think the Packers go the whole way. NFC East. Oh, NFC East. Sorry, I, I you broke out there. <laughs> I thought you said who wins the NFC. Um, the NFC East? Um, damn, I don't know. It might. I think it's going to be the Giants. I think it's going to be the Giants. If the Giants, Because if the Giants win and Washington loses, it's the Giants. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it's going. I think the Giants beat the Cowboys this week. I really think the Cowboys are finally going to let you down. Andy, again, guys in big games. Andy Dalton finally needs to clinch and everybody, oh, now the Cowboys. No, this is just when you don't want to take the Cowboys. JoJo's going to have those boys ready to play. See, I feel like I'm on the opposite side. I feel like all year we killed the Cowboys, and then they just, at the end, make a ridiculous reason to get in the playoffs. So, I, listen, I'm trying to keep our Super Bowl pick alive here, Maddie. It's true. Dallas, Cow- Dallas Cowboys are making the Super Bowl. Watch it. Watch out. I'm going to be We're going to each have a different pick. <laughs> I think, I think Washington with their defense is going to be able to take care of business against Philly. Um, and it won't matter what happens in the early game. Lou, over under how many picks we get right this week? It's all random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout about, ask the producer one question. It cops out. That's it. No, I like Matty Ice's money line picks. Rams and Pittsburgh. I do like that one actually. I like I'm that. Play, I, I'm playing spoilers. Whenever, yeah, whenever I like Matt's picks, I get nervous for myself. But no, I don't. <laughs> Am I getting stupid? Am I getting dumb? <laughs> Lou, if you get one pick this week, who are you taking? Uh, Jets money line. That's it. That's, That's it. Jets money line. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the spread is. I, let's just Jets money line. Yeah, plus 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 one thirty five, getting three points. There you go. Sorry, Danny. That's all right. That's all right. I'll take it. I'll take the number nine pick if we could get it. I think that's the lowest the Patriots can get is number nine. So we'll take Something it. Something like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, pray for us all. We'll be back next week, though. We got playoffs next week. We'll get pre-playoff predictions and see have they changed from the previous you know, preseason prediction. I have a feeling that they will change. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Uh, for Chris Raza and for Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and for our boy Lou Paracone on the producer Mike, we thank you all season long for listening. You can catch us every Saturday and Sunday on the Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays and 11 a.m. on Sundays. And guess what? You can listen to us anytime. Spotify, the Apple Podcast, the Google Podcast, anywhere you want to listen. We very much appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at the Sunday Card. I'm Dan Zampano. We'll see you next week. Thank you, as always. And thank God 2020 is over. On to 2021 for the Sunday Card.